Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond the million square feet of cultivation space. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host, Greetings and salutations. Thank you again for finding us here on Blunt Business at CannabisRadio.com. So glad to have all of you with us. My next guest's company focuses on the emulsification process of cannabis and CBD products, and they have come up with a process that over 30 brands in the market currently use to ensure edibles and beverages are shelf-stable and have consistent dosing of the active ingredient, ingredient excuse me, from the first bite or sip to the last. Here with me is the Director of Business Development at Source, S-O-R-S-E Technology, Tyler Peterson. Tyler, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Glad to be here. My pleasure. Source, again, it's S-O-O with an uh, accent, so it is yeah. said like Source, correct? And that's correct, yeah. It is Source, just like the other one that's spelled differently, and, and Which we really will. I can't spell the normal word Source now. So <laughs> There you go. You. My company. So, so the yeah. technology sells and licenses a proprietary water-soluble cannabinoid emulsion technology, which is patent pending, that enables mm-hmm. increased bioavailability, accurate dosing, yep. and over 12 months shelf stability. Talk to me about the advantage that companies get from using your emulsion technology. Right. So a lot of people have messed around with emulsion technologies in the THC and CBD world, and a lot of them have done, oh, an adequate job. Um, but there's always something that seems to be left out. You know, it, it's hitting all those marks. Um, it's first off, it's the bioavailability. Um, in relative to stray oil, it's significantly faster, um, which is huge because a lot of the people that we're selling products to and beverages and things like that come from the alcohol market, where your bioavailability, you're taking a shot of whiskey, hits you pretty quick. So having something that is much faster than anything else on the market um, with, refer- with regards to bioavailability is big. Um, the other one is, is taste. Um, there's a lot of products out there that I would never drink um, just because of the flavor and the taste of it. And with our encapsulation process, it uh, makes it zero weed taste to it. Um, we'd like to sell a lot of the products we sell are um, number one, number two, number three, best-selling products on the um, market. But 
anything above, especially in a higher milligram level, anything by say above 30 milligrams and 12 ounces, where other emulsions really start to come out, we simply excel because of how much um, you can hide it. So, so that that's a really big part of it. And just the, the process that we have, and this isn't something like we just started six months ago or a year ago. This is a project that we've been working on for easily over three or four years. And uh, we've got the background, we've got the case studies, we've got the data to support what we're saying. Now, talk about the difference between those that also create uh, edibles that with a distinction of either being done through an isolate process or through BHO. Uh, what's the difference with this uh, when it comes to emulsification? Completely different process altogether? It's different process altogether. And the, the end effect, you know, is, is different as far as the absorption of it. You know, a lot of it, you're still in an oil form, especially like with straight isolate or distillate in an edible product. And, and you can get away with it. You can, um, you can infuse a product with it and it, it will get you high but you're sacrificing something. You're sacrificing that bioavailability, that quickness, that flavor, and that even distribution of your TAC or your CB product throughout either the beverage or the edible. So those are the, kind of the main differences there. Your company has explained that the telltale signs of liquid separation and sour odor will have you lunging for the door. On the other hand, the shelf life of cannabis-infused edibles is not so telling. So now... Uh, Recently, in an interview, Source Technologies Chief Science Officer, let me see if I say the name right, Scott Riefler or Riefler? Yep, correct. Okay, Riefler. Uh, no, let's go with Riefler. There we go. So he said this, quote, most expired cannabis products will be completely ineffective. THC degrades over time and converts to cannabinoids like CBN, which can make you sleepy. It isn't just a buzz loss when it comes to expired cannabis products. Consumers should be aware that expired edibles can make you sick if other ingredients go bad. So talk to me about how proper emulsion of cannabis can prevent early expiration or poor quality, Tyler. Yeah, so, so there's a couple of different things. It's, it's the stability of the product. And especially early on in the market, you've seen that. You go into a store or you buy a product and you let it sit for months and months and you would actually see the oil separation. And there's several different levels of an emulsification separating and what it looks like. Um, the worst case being actual oil droplets rising to the top. Um, you know, some of the times you can look at that and, you know, the downside is obviously that first sip on a 100 milligram beverage is going to be the majority of that 100 milligrams of THC, which can be quite dangerous. Um, the, and I mean, but even still that, you know, maybe you can shake the bottle and have it mix up somewhat, but it'll, it'll disperse again. The, the other component of that is simply the stability of the emulsion. If they use other things in it to emulsify and stabilize it's more organic material and how simply stable it is as a food product. Being shelf stable for that period amount, uh, that amount of time is, is huge because, yeah, if you get organic matter starting to grow in there, you have got something bad and we're talking beverage recalls things like that. So when a company is choosing their emulsification supplier of, of cannabis products, really ask for the data. Hey, do you have 12 months that says my product will not start growing funny looking stuff in it? And I can be 100% confident on that. And that, that's a big thing that I think a lot of people out there don't have and don't look at. Now, coming up after the break, we're going to take a quick commercial break for our sponsors. But Tyler, when we come back, I want to ask about <clears throat> the consumption 
of cannabis and CBD because we're seeing a significant jump in the middle of a pandemic that we're dealing with right now as we record. And it's all different areas, uh, variable factors. I want to go and talk about um, really how this gauges for products that you associate with. What kind of increase could we see going on in the future? I'm here with Tyler Peterson, the Director of Business Development at Source, S-O-R-S-E, Technology here on Blunt Business. Back with more questions after this. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Dazed and infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back. I'm with Tyler Peterson, Director of Business Development at Source Technology, spelled S-O-R-S-E. You might start spelling it that way as a typo if you're trying to write the word source in the future <laughs> after this interview. Uh, now, Scott Riefler, he's been quoted a lot. I, I don't know why you, you let Scott talk a lot. I guess you don't get a chance to talk. That's why you're on this program. I'm just kidding. Scott, Scott is absolutely uh, one of the big brains behind our company. He is the, uh, one of the, I want to say, the founder of the emulsion. He was the guy that came up with the idea saying, hey, I know what this technology is. Can I apply it to the cannabis industry? And he absolutely did. So, uh, yeah, believe what he says is what, they, what I can tell you. Let's talk about what Scott said. He spoke to BevNet. And said that the company has seen significant jumps in sales in the CBD space and said consumer purchases were up and that there had been a 45% increase in business-to-business sales between February and March. Quote, in difficult times, whether they be recessions or mass events, things like alcohol, tobacco, and even chewing gum, these categories tend to accelerate rather than retreat. Now, 
Alcohol.org, this got a lot of press uh, not only a couple days ago as we record this, uh, April 14th, original recording. So they mentioned a survey of 3,000 Americans working from home this month discovered 67% of employees are drinking during working hours. <laughs> Amazing. It's, there's been an increase in the <laughs> buying of, and that alcohol stockpiling has slowed at the end of March, but total beverage alcohol sales grew 21.5% for the week ending March 28th versus the year prior. And that's, it's crazy. So with that no said, kidding, yeah. uh, now, alcohol.org, like I said, reported year-to-year increase since the quarantine started. Talk to me about how do you gauge this for products you associate with and do you believe that this increase will continue? You know, I do, um, especially for the cannabis, uh, uh, THC and CBD markets. They're, they will continue to increase. They were continuing to increase anyways, just because it is still a relatively new and emerging technology and product. Uh, new states are always adopting more and more uh, products and, and THC and CBD. So organically, it's just growing on its own. And then we see something like this happen with a virus spreading around. People are scared. Uh, I think it's twofold. Um, number one, it's the... People rely on cannabis products for significantly more than recreational use, although that is a strong component of it, no doubt. And when there is something that comes up and they see it as a necessity uh, part of their life, they, they want to make sure that they have it. And if there's a fear that the stores will close down because uh, cannabis stores aren't um, uh, considered what everybody needs to survive, then they're going to stockpile it. And we see it with other industries, too. So there's that component of it um, where they, they feel it is part of their life. And then the other component of it is people are simply home more and, and bored and want something to do. And cannabis gives them a way to relax, to calm the anxiety. Uh, same thing with CBD and, and, you know, everything in moderation, of course. But now, Tyler, um, here's the thing. Quote, because of the fact of your technology – you know, that you're creating pro- products that are out there, that are brands that are going to be much, I, I would imagine those products are going to be much more, uh, people are going to be more accustomed to buying those products because it right. is emulsified. So you really get, I would think that's going to benefit the brands that you're working with because of the fact that that emulsification keeps it shelf stable and people are going to want to go ahead and not want to go and leave the house so much. They're going to want to be able to go ahead and have more in the pantry, if you will. Well, you're exactly right. One of the big things that why we wanted to get into the beverage industry is because of that crossover between somebody understands how to drink a beer. Um, They, you know, didn't understand how to drink cannabis, how to drink CBD, how to drink THC. And so with our technology, we have made it very easy for that crossover. Now, there's still a very big education piece that goes with it. And I tell this story quite a bit that, you know, when I have a beer, I can drink an IPA. I got a pretty good idea what a uh, 5.6% alcohol IPA is going to do. I know what a Bud Light's going to do. I know what a glass of wine is going to do. That average person out there who's not cannabis experienced, if I said, hey, drink this, it's got 10 milligrams of THC in it, versus drink this, it's got 100 milligrams of THC in it, they typically don't know the difference. And what we want to do is we want to make sure that all our products have been evenly dosed, that that dosing is good at one month at six months at 12 months 
so that someone doesn't drink one of uh, an edible, a liquid edible at 12 months from now and go, guy, you know what? I drank a 10 milligram and it didn't do anything for me. Well, that's because an inferior emulsion could very well have degraded down to five, two, three milligrams of THC. And next time they go and say, oh, yeah, I'll have a 10 milligram drink. And all of a sudden it knocks them on their backside. And um, that is something that is that could be potentially very dangerous and something we are very aware of. I mean, public gatherings are going to take a while for those to come back. So you have to think about the fact that you're not going to have a lot of events that might be going on that will have mass consumption of products immediately. So if you're buying fresh product, you're going to just have it there and people can just go and consume as they want. I think we're going to just need to be accustomed to the fact that our consumers out there are going to be still, even after this, they're going to be a little more, feel more commonplace to stay at home. They're going to feel more justified to stay at home. So with that said, that's what I think has to happen is we're not going to get so much recreational uh, use of, of, you know, of consuming. I think it's going to be much more at-home use. And that's what I think, for me, if anybody's projecting to go ahead and see what's going to happen with the products, I think that's what people need to be more accustomed for, at least till the end of the year. Uh, I absolutely agree with it. And, uh, and our products are really designed for at-home use, where our, our number one and number two best-selling products or best-selling products in the state of Washington, they're designed for that. They're designed to be resealable. You put them in the fridge after you open them. You can have, you can dose yourself as needed and find that sweet spot for you for it to be a, a comfortable microdose or, or even more depending on what your function is. So yeah, absolutely. Home use is going to be a component of it. And, um, you know, and I'm not, I'm not saying that because uh, of fear. I don't think it's because people are mm -hmm. fearful of leaving home. I just think that people are going to now, Personally, I think people are going to enjoy, they're going to feel like they've taken for granted being at home so much. They're going to enjoy being more at home as a society. Yeah, no, and this is a, this is a tool that, you know, is, is I think the world has changed in the last month. And uh, people are experiencing new things and new ways to enjoy life being in a, a closer space. And this is one component of it for sure. Yeah. I can just see more of that happening. I just, that's what I, I look at when I keep looking at, and we keep talking to people interviewing on the show. This is where, this is an important factor. I just think that the way people consume now, the one thing I was also talking about with several guests is you know, the fact that edibles and, you know, beverages, consumables like this, I think people are going to avoid wanting to go ahead and consume flour for the fear of what it will do to their lungs, just like tobacco might, because you're just feeling like just smoke in general, because of what's going on here, you know, it, it would really, it could hinder them, you know, in terms of, and of uh, their, your immunability. So people would be concerned well, about that. Ab absolutely. Smoking anything, but not only that, but the fact that, you know, people are at home more with their families and it's not just smoking it for themselves, but if someone wants to enjoy cannabis, and has got a family there, and there are still stigmas with smoking cannabis, but there are a lot less stigmas with drinking a beverage. Let me and that is one way to be able to consume it safely. Tyler, let me go in. I'm going to segue right now into some comments that Scott Reford also made with BevNet about the increase in beverages. Edible sales could potentially be driven by concerns 
around COVID-19's respiratory effects. That's where I was coming from with that. Moving consumers away from smoking during the pandemic. However, while virus-specific stockpiling may be responsible for the sudden surge and volatility of cannabis sales, he noted that the growth is also in lines with projections for the industry. It's difficult, he said, to firmly say what sales have been driven by panic buying, which would were to be expected. He said this, quote, there's definitely an upward slope to the growth curve of the space, and there's going to be an associated curve that shows the growth curve between edibles, drinkables, confections, and then combustion. But to look for the change in that curve as a function of the virus, I think it's a little too early to extract that kind of a conclusionary data review. So at all, when you're, you're in business development, do you think your focus would be on edibles making a further significant gain going forward? Yeah, you know, so, so we've, our, our, our beverages have grown in sales every single month um, for the last year. Um, maybe it's flattened out for a month or two, but uh, I, I can tell you we are on average growing 15 to, through 15 to 20% every single month. Um, we did see a big bump uh, when the virus started, um, and we're seeing a big bump now, but we're closer to the 420 season where we see a big ramp up anyways. We continue to launch new products. Um, all of those are, are very well received, and so things are taken off as well. So, yeah, it, there are multiple, like everything, there are multiple factors that go into it. And we simply don't have a, with the way the cannabis industry is moving so fast, you don't have the luxury to launch one thing, test it out, see how it rides for a couple months, and then test something out. You do that, you're behind the eight ball, yep. and uh, someone else has passed you up. So, you know, with Source Technology, with our brands and products, we want to be at the front of it, pushing hard every single time. So uh, there are multiple factors that go into the success of our products and our technology. On Scott's comments and yours right here, I do believe that edibles, consumables, drinkables, confections, they are going to take a rise. We already saw, and this is, uh, and I think this goes beyond panic buying. I've already had interviews last year where I talked to the folks at Ipsos who did a lot of consistent surveying headset doing the same thing in California and seeing that edibles were already becoming and vaping also as well. I think vaping probably takes a hit from as a result of this as well. Yeah. I just think altogether, I think, again, I don't think anybody wants to go in just that way. I think we are going to see a significant change, and I think edibles become much more prominent. That will be the, the, the bulk of the sales. We're going to see a majority of sales. Obviously, it's not going to go away altogether, smokables. But I think this will change the way the market is structured. I think dispensaries might want to go ahead and look at, you know, would that be something that you would recommend to companies that are selling your products? You connecting with dispensaries, do you think there might be a change in what products are being displayed as opposed to smokables? Well, and, and yes, I, I think I think it, it has, and we've seen it morph over the last several years that I've been in the business here. The interesting thing is cannabis, marijuana specifically, has an image um, and something you can identify with it. And I, I like comparing it to, to alcohol in the sense that you know what a beer is. A beer tastes like a beer. Wine tastes like wine. A, you know what it does. You know how it feels. With, with cannabis, it has been smokable, cannabis is what it is and with the emerging uh, emerging of the, the beverage and liquid market all of a sudden you've got that same feel in a different format and cannabis is still looking for that sweet spot of that edible 
thing because you know if you say a cannibal edible edible it can be anything it could be a cookie it could be a lemonade it could be a sparkling water it could be a fruit punch it could be a sparkling cider all of these things so there's no real identity to what these cannabis products are which i don't know if that's a wonderful thing or i don't know if in if in the long run it's going to hinder it um but it is significantly more accessible and um, easier for people to get into cannabis and really enjoy it on a different level for those heavy users that want to have uh, a fantastic bang for their buck and a high milligram beverage in this liquid edible for sure. Yeah. That's what's the advantage for source is because the emulsification technology, the fact that a lot of products that you are working with right now, 30 products in the market have this technology. Again, it's the benefits that comes behind why the bioavailability, why the shelf stability, why we have this opportunity for people that are going to be much more consuming at home, why this will be so important for them to go ahead and then just stockpile it like they would most other products they would have of consumables in their pantry or in their fridge, whatever they want. They're, they're going to have a reason to have that, and this technology makes that possible. So this really – this. It's one of those unfortunate things with tragedy comes, you know, opportunity. <laughs> and that's what's happening right. here. And, and, and one of the big things is, is simply the versatility of our emulsion. It's not just that we sell one emulsion that it goes into everything. Um, that, that simply doesn't exist. And if somebody's trying to sell you on that, they're, um, they're, they're got a bridge uh, to sell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause we, we make premium beverages and our sparkling ciders, we make sparkling waters, uh, it can be infused in anything. Um, you walk through the grocery store. If you want a powder, it can be in your pancake mix. You know, anything that goes in there. And so we'll balance it specifically for what it is. Our emulsion is slightly different for our sparkling cider than it is for our sparkling water. It might be a little different for our topicals than goes into our uh, something we'd recommend for somebody doing a gummy or a baked good. So there is not a one-size-fits-all emulsion. Um, we look at their product. And that's where our team really comes in and shines. We've got a fantastic R&D team, a fantastic product development team that can help people develop products, but also analyze their existing products if they want to switch over to all on motion to make it a, a better product that can go off the shelf. Because I've tried a lot of other people's products and non-infused, they're fantastic. And then they go ahead and they put uh, somebody else's emulsion in there and it's like, man, you took a great product and made it horrible. We can help you out. Yep. There we go. Now, a little tangent on bridges. I, I know everybody talks about the Brooklyn Bridge first, the Golden Gate. But you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm a Florida guy, so I prefer the Howard Franklin Bridge in Tampa or the Seven Mile Bridge in Key West. <laughs> I can give you some great offers on those. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here with exactly Tyler it. Peterson, Director of Business Development at Source Technology. Again, uh, look at the website where you get a chance while we go to commercial. S-O-R-S-E-Tech.com. We'll talk more about that coming up after the break. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Let me welcome Nick Hexum from 311. We've never heard things like your music when it first came out. It's like to mix the reggae with the punk and all of that together was just such an unusual sound and, and we loved it. We realized we're not going to copy what's on the radio. At the time, it was all grunge at, that was on the radio. And I said, let's just stick to what we know and wait for a culture to come around to us. Hey, it's Nick Hexum from 311, and you're listening to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina on CannabisRadio.com. Yeah. 
let the marijuana llama tell you something now about a game for your phone gonna make you say wow the game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash grow the seeds sell the bud put the savings in the stash little by little your empire grows large put the big celebrities inside your entourage you can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill Willie Nelson with Khalifa with a bong the name of the game is him pink that's the point download and play while you like yourself a joint the business of cannabis should be no crime Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today Marijuana Llama out Got to tend to me on crops, you know Money don't make itself Hemp Inc. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living My guests say Razzy Berry We're talking about nature, naturopathic medicine As well as the concept of prevention and preventing disease Empower people to live a naturopathic lifestyle, get to know your body, understand its rhythms, remove toxins, and use natural alternatives whenever possible. 90 to 95 percent of cancers are due to environment and lifestyle risk factors. That's a huge number. That means that cancer is preventable. The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Rob, only on CannabisRadio.com. I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back. I'm here with the Director of Business Development at Source, S-O-R-S-C Technology, Tyler Peterson. With the reliability of so many CBD products sold anywhere that might not be effective, that's where your team at Source says it helps with greatly. You actually have products that are labeled with the label Powered by Source Stickers. Talk to me about what customers should be looking for in terms of what is on the label, the cannabinoids to look for on the packaging, and what they mean to the overall experience when you're shopping for products that might hopefully have that sticker on it. Yeah, so powered by source really is meaning that that beverage, that tincture, whatever it is, that edible, is using a technology that is proven in the industry and that has the uh, backing uh, statistical backing over years of studies that proves that it's a reliable product. Um, our goal is to, and we offer our products in, in, in several different things. I mean, a broad spectrum CBD, uh, isolate CBD. We can even take, and I don't want to say engineer a broad spec, um, but we can absolutely do that. I, it sounds a little you know, clinical when you say it that way, but if you know you want certain terpenes in an emulsion for your beverage, we can make that cocktail up and give you a very reliable finished emulsion product, significantly more reliable than what you'd find from something grown and where there's a fair bit of variance on it. So that source powered by source is, is really the marquee stamp for quality and stability and emulsions there. And, you know, I mean, the goal is for us to be very similar to you look at it, you know what it is, you buy it. NutraSuite is an example. Uh, powered by Intel as an example. You see these, you recognize it, yeah. you trust it. I agree with that. I, that that's pretty good. I'm, I'm a Splenda guy, not an interesting guy. It's not so much. I like yeah, Splenda. The little yellow care. packets. <laughs> 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 I go for my coffee, you know. That's actually got a little sweetness to it. Not even Stevia right. so much. 
Now, source is available in liquid, standard power, uh, standard powder, and agglomerated powder form. So talking about, like you said, there are different types of emulsification. When people go to the website, <laughs> sorsetech.com, what can they learn about the emulsification process and how can they learn to get their products? Yeah, what can you offer uh, business owners out there if we're just coming into it? Just uh, We understand you have this technology. How do people can come forward and approach source with what they can do with products you're in the process of creating or that they are creating now? Sure. And the reality is we work with such a broad range of customers, uh, whether they're THC or, or CBD customers. Some people come to us and they have ideas that are written on the back of a cocktail napkin. <laughs> Some people come to us and they say, we've been in the beverage industry for 30 years. Um, we know the ins and outs of everything. Here's exactly what we want. So reaching out to us, telling your ideas, your plans, um, we really have quite a bit of uh, things we can offer as far as help, uh, connecting you with Comans, uh, all this stuff to help get your product line up and going, developing products. See, if they say, hey, you know, I want a fruit punch, but I want it carbonated, but I want something tasting like grape cough syrup, but I kind of want this, you know, and so we have people here that have years and years of experience in this product development to help you get to where you need. And then it's taking our emulsion, combining it with this finished product to create a successful outcome for you. And we, we, don't, we don't make any money if we don't help you get to the finish line. Um, so we probably do a little more, more hand-holding to help people get there than I like. But I tell you what, we do it very well. And we've taken products from absolutely nothing to full production of hundreds of thousands of cans in as little as a couple months. Don't tell people that because then they're going to think we can do that all the time, but it is within our range of capabilities. Yeah. Fantastic. So Tyler Pierce, again, Director of Business Development at SORSE Technology. Uh, one other thing, do you know, uh, can you tell me at all if, without spe any specific names, of course, has there been a lot of talk from any mainstream brands that have looked to go ahead and reach out and say, okay, we want to look through your process to take our existing beverage and infuse? Yes. The answer, the answer is yes. I won't say any names. Right. Um, and most of it is kind of, you know, a real skunks work, skunk works type uh, application for these companies where uh -huh. it really doesn't exist. Um, but, oh, there is talk absolutely all over the place with regards to uh, companies that would like to use uh, primarily CBD in their mainstream beverages, um, but also <laughs> exploring the options of THC. So, oh, it is out there for sure. And it's not an if it will happen. If it's a, it's a win, it will happen. Yeah. Well, in the same way, but I believe that when you look at beverages, we're going to see them on the same store shelves as alcohol someday. I think we're going to see that pretty soon, pretty near future, I would imagine. But uh, more than importantly, I wanted to keep that door open. Hey, this is not just for cannabis companies, folks. This is for any beverage or consumables company. If you think Absolutely. you can infuse your product with CBD, talk to the people at Source and see if they might be able to offer their technology and it might work. could be a match made of heaven. You never know. Yeah. Todd, yeah. thanks so much Absolutely. for being with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Greg. Right, my pleasure. So again, Tyler Peterson, Director of Business Development at Source Technology. Website is sorsetech.com. Thanks for listening to us here on Butt Business. Uh, listeners, I'm so thankful that all of you check out the show each and every week. Subscribe to the show. Please help out the show greatly. And, of course, tell people about CannabisRadio.com. We've got a great lineup of programming from The Green Peak, which talks about everything from financial to capital to startups to VC. 
the funding, when it comes to plant profits, the real employee profiles out there. So you have a real sense of the people that are at the top, really bringing some great sense of, of, of business and leadership to the space. Uh, we have Cutting Edge Cannabis, which talks about the latest innovations um, and new things that are coming out in the space and so much more. We have brand new programs also coming up to the lineup. We have Cannabis Healing with Paxton Quigley. We have our new Canthropology series hosted by Bobby Black. So much more. So not just the fact that Bump Business, it's be the gateway for all of Cannabis Radio programming that you could check out. Of course, our program and all Cannabis Radio programs initially starts off at CannabisRadio.com. You can also find the show and all of our programming at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Just look for us. We're there. Thank you for listening. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.